Welcome to the Voice of Benchmark ESG, the podcast dedicated to operational risk, compliance, and sustainable business. In this episode, we are diving into our advanced technologies, their applications, and how they can provide immense insight and value to your ESG operations. I'm your host, Aiden Zebertavage. I'm the product marketing leader here at Benchmark ESG, and I'm pleased to be joined by my colleague, Cade Med, a lead strategic growth specialist. Hey, Cade, uh, would you mind giving a bit of an introduction for our audience? Yes, thank you, Aiden. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Cade. I've been in the technology industry for over a decade, but really started my career as a safety officer in AmeriCorps. Um, working here at Benchmark for just under two years is really kind of that blend of my passion for creating safer and healthier communities, but at the edge of, of technology advancements and innovation. So it's a great, exciting place to work and happy to be here today. Great. Thanks so much. So, Cade, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're joining us here today because I think that this is a topic that both you and I have a ton of passion and enthusiasm for. And specifically, you know, as we talk about advanced technologies, I think you and I start to consider, you know, not only the development and the, you know, the critical you know, technological impacts of, of some of these resources, but it's actually like the application of these technologies to not only the health and safety space, but now in this ESG world, that that's really going to be able to unlock a ton of value and insight for not only our, our customers and our subscribers, but but frankly, in, in any operation to be, to be looking to these advanced technologies. But I think what's important, right, is to understand when, when we talk about it here at Benchmark ESG, when we talk about what we consider to be benchmark tech, um, what's all included in that, in that portfolio. And I think it's, it's easy for us to say where it starts, right? And it starts with the, that mobile connectivity, right? Whether that's through our mobile application and being able to access the, the full functionality of the benchmark platform, you know, at your fingertips. Um, and then that progresses all the way through something incredibly advanced, like, like artificial intelligence and machine learning. But within that portfolio, we also, you know, have a virtual assistant um, known as Jenny, uh, which leverages artificial intelligence and text-based language processing to enable our users to be able to access the benchmark platform in a more efficient and seamless way. Uh, we are starting to develop really powerful capabilities around IoT, the Internet of Things. And the idea there is with the vast variety of different hardware uh, devices that are out there that's able to tap into a variety of really granular data types, um, it just provides a level of insight for leadership and operations um, that they wouldn't have previously to be able to really understand at a granular level where to to apply resources. And that's that's really the, the power of IoT, whether that be through smart beacons that deliver information based on a, on a certain geographical point or actually monitoring, you know, equipment um, data, telemetry data uh, to, again, really be able to understand what's really happening in your environment. Um, and you know those applications, whether it be AI or IoT, also apply to things that we've become very accustomed with in you know sort of the consumer space and our personal lives. So we start to talk about things like wearables. You know how can smart glasses be incorporated into the health and safety and ESG spaces in order to again provide that real time data and feedback to frontline workers, so that they're able to do their jobs better, right, more efficiently, more effectively. And then, you know, finally, I think the, the, the piece that I really want to 
encourage our listeners to take away from our discussion here today is again, it's, you know, these technologies can sometimes be sequestered over to the side and seen as somewhat of a novelty. And, you know, hey, if I have the time or I have the, the curiosity, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll investigate that. But once you actually start to integrate these technologies into your day-to-day and into your, your standard toolbox that's and, and apply them in a way that, that makes sense, that's practical and pragmatic, that's when you actually start to unlock all of the value that gets beyond this, you know, kind of buzzy novelty type concept and really start to gain value and be able to change the way you do work by applying these technologies in the right way. So I'm kind of curious, you know, from your perspective, being, you know, a technology professional, you know, throughout your career, and then, you know, focusing on, on the health and safety space is, is that journey that you kind of see the, the industry taking from, you know, with advanced technology, whether that be from mobile and, in you know, in the, in the aughts and the, the, the early 2000s, all the way to now where we see things like AI and machine learning becoming, you know, really part of our day to day. Yeah, thank you, Aiden. Uh, you know, going back to your original comment of kind of that journey of, of advanced technology and benchmark tech, um, it seems funny that we have to mention mobile at this point of that journey because it's been around for for so long at this point, um, over, over a decade. Uh, smartphones have been uh, in our pockets for over a decade at this point. And the reality is uh, we carry this thing around us and it's around with us everywhere we go, but it's often underutilized in a practical manner. Um, and it's, it's an incredibly powerful tool. So, you know, ensuring that you're partnering with, with someone to apply this tool, whether it's mobile AI, IOT um, correctly is, is really imperative. And, you know, it still surprises me that uh, technology providers in our industry do not uh, make mobile a foundational element in their offering. So uh, here, it's it's very exciting to me that it's just a given uh, in in our offering, and we have the team to support our users in utilizing that that tool as well as. Um, unlocking that power of AI and IoT and and helping kind of drive that uh, technology use case. And I think, um, you know, with any technology implementation, it's really important that we're aligning ourselves uh, with with a good team, uh, with a good partner, because, you know, we've all seen technology advance exponentially, and it's really going to take a community of people to leverage its full true capabilities. Um, you know, I'm not an IOT expert, but knowing that you're, you're on the team and that we have developers on the team who are and being able to kind of bring our heads together and, and make sure that we can apply these technologies in a practical, usable way that's not, to your point, a novelty is, is incredibly important. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's interesting that we've seen this evolution of advanced tech starting, you know, I mean, really, at, in any decade, you know, you're going to have a different definition of, of what the, the most, you know, r- recent advanced technology is. But, you know, I think for our purposes, we really think about that from like the early 2000s through today, right, the last 20 years, where we've just seen this incredible acceleration of the development of these advanced technologies. 
so much so that you're now seeing, you know, there's a level of education and expertise that's now required, you know, that 10, 15 years ago, we would have never thought that, you know, somebody needed to be, you know, that an organization needed to employ uh, a natural language processing expert or an AI expert, right? So it, it even goes beyond the tools itself. And you need to start thinking about, well, what are the resources that I have from a personnel perspective that's going to be able to support these technologies? And again, all of this is not to be a, a burden or a, um, you know, a, a chore for organizations to look to. I mean, these are, these are technologies that really elevate organizations. And when we start to talk about, you know, the really ambitious goals that organizations are setting in this new ESG space within these frameworks, you know, where it comes to corporate responsibility, ensuring that we're taking care of our communities, our environment, and our people, you know, within our organizations, you know, the investment that you take to incorporate these advanced technologies from an implementation standpoint and from a resources standpoint, you're going to see the return on that um, in a really significant way. So again, I, you know, the organization shouldn't be looking at these as a, as a headache, right, of, oh, well, I need to keep up with the Joneses and incorporate AI into my, into my day-to-day. No, you should be looking to incorporate AI because of the power that it's going to provide your leadership to be able to make better decisions um, and, and really elevate your business and be able to achieve those incredibly ambitious ESG goals that you may be setting, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Um, so again, you know, looking at all these resources that you have available to you to, to achieve those goals should be something that, that leaders are looking towards um, and, and really trying to leverage all opportunities to improve their their operations. Right. And I think, I think it's really important to look at it as, uh, you know, these are simply tools in the toolbox and they're at your fingertips. And uh, we as benchmark uh, partners, digital partners are able to help you find uh, what tool will work best for the challenges you're facing today, because, you know, my spidey senses always go off if someone comes to me and says, I want AI versus saying, you know, I want a way to be able to consistently track uh, potentially serious injuries and fatalities in a, in a actionable manner that then we can come to them and say, well, we, we have, you know, these, this AI expertise and are able to leverage our piece of AI advisor to, to help you, um, track those pieces. And, and ultimately, it was those kind of questions that dr- drove us down into, into uh, integrating uh, with the PCIF AI engine in the first place. So uh, it's really important just to know that these tools are available, they're ready, um, simply asking the questions uh, of what you want to accomplish would be a, a great first start into leveraging these, these key capabilities. I think that's a, a really almost understated point on, on how important that is, Cade, that it is not organizations, leadership, even, you know, frontline workers, you know, should not be asking the question of, hey, how do I incorporate IoT or how do I incorporate AI into my day to day or how do I how do I develop um, an analytics dashboard that that showcases my my progress and my, my current results? That's not really the question you should be asking, right? The question you need to be asking is, well, hey, I I have need to have a better understanding of how my equipment is performing and trending that that data. How can I do that? Or I know that I have all of this data that exists when it comes to identifying incidents, you know, potential injuries and events. 
is there a way that I can understand those better so that I can actually apply the resources that I have at my disposal in the right way? Then, you know, you have somebody like, like a benchmark who can come in and make those recommendations to say, well, hey, if you're looking at something like equipment reliability and understanding, you know, you need to improve, you know, whether it's a preventative maintenance or a condition-based maintenance program, maybe you should be looking at IoT and let us, let us help you understand what that would take and what, and what capabilities you need to have on site in order to implement this. And here's how that's going to solve the problem that you're, that you're facing. Um, and similarly to your point around PCIF, you know, again, organizations, you know, both internally and then we know externally from regulatory groups, you know, there's a ton of publicly available data around incidents and injuries. How can we make better sense of all this data that we've collected, you know, over the past 20, 30 years to be able to optimize our own, um, our own projects and our own capacity? Well, one way to do that, right, the recommendation is you could do that through AI, right? And you can do that through machine learning, you know, algorithms and the development of an AI program. So yeah, I just, you know, I, I wanted to hit that home because again, it's it's not it's not the tool itself. It's the application of the tool that matters. And it's how you are going to be able to solve the problems that you're facing um, proactively in a lot of these cases um, in order to achieve those goals. So again, I, I think that's a great point that you bring up about, you know, it's these are tools in your toolbox and, you know, looking to experts and looking to, um, you know, other industry SMEs uh, to help you know, provide that guidance of, okay, what tools should I use um, is, is a really powerful, a powerful thing to think about. Yeah. And I think uh, that's one of the main reasons why we're so committed here at Benchmark to providing that dedicated support team, because it's not about simply dropping off technology at the doorstep and saying, good luck. It's about ensuring that, you know, the utilization is continuing to rise. The, your, your, gathering the correct information for your business processes, you're using the correct tools and validating that over and over again with, you know, periodic conversations yearly. Um, you know, I don't know many, many uh, software providers that give out their personal phone numbers and email addresses uh, to, to their clients and subscribers to, to ensure that they can get a hold of them um, at, you know, any point. And I think it, it it's goes back to that devotion of, look, we, we understand keeping, keeping your workforce safe is, is one of the most important jobs out there. And we need to ensure that our software is, is, is up to snuff and, 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 and the correct, uh, fields are available and the correct tools in order to make those, um, that data actionable is available to you at yeah, and I think what's important too is that this this doesn't just touch um, leadership, right? And I, I think that's one of the things that is sometimes lost in this discussion of you know who who actually needs to care about this, and who you know within an organization needs to be you know having awareness and then having you know at least a, a baseline understanding of you know what what exists out there in the technology space and how is it going to you know affect my job. And I think to me the easy answer is well, everyone should care about this, right? But, but I think it's, there's a clear split between, you know, leadership and then, you know, practitioners. You know, leaders need to be thinking about this because of all the, all the points we just mentioned, right? It allows you to develop better insight into your operations in a way that, you know, five, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to. Uh, it allows you to apply resources when you're able to take that actionable data in such a way and, and, you know, really apply it to your your goals and your your progress over the long term. But then ultimately, 
it's not always those individuals within you know, the C-suite or the boardroom that may be setting the, the long-term vision and the goals and be looking at the tools that might allow them to get there. Frankly, it's, it's, it's could be argued that it's more important for those practitioners and those daily users to really understand how to take the data that all of these advanced technologies are generating, analyze them and use them as an additional, you know, point of data to make better decisions. You know, I think that's sometimes lost in, you know, the understanding of, especially when it comes to artificial intelligence and machine learning, is that these are, you know, quote unquote, decision makers. And although that may be true in certain cases, what I think is more empowering is for practitioners within these spaces, within whether it be health and safety, um, occupational health, uh, process safety management, um, is you should be looking at these as more so your assistance, that these are points of data that allow you to do your job better, but you are still the expert, right? You as a health and safety leader or an occupational health leader or a project engineer within process safety management who's managing, you know, uh, changes in unit operations, looking at these points as enhancing your ability to make the best decision you can um, should be an opportunity that that I think I look for, you know, in my in my day to day. I'm sure you could could say the same. You know, the the more help I can get because I can back up my decisions with data is going to be incredibly incredibly powerful. And I think you know, going to your point about whether you're an occupational safety leader or EHS professional, ensuring that we are we as Benchmark are stepping into these technologies and exploring these technologies and implementing these technologies hand in hand with our subscriber community. Nothing that, you know, none of our solutions were created in this vacuum, so to speak, but we're driven by folks that understand that day-to-day practicality of how these tools are going to be implemented and used. So um, I think it really speaks volumes that the PCIF AI advisor and its capabilities was at most developed with six to seven EHS professionals um, who are well-seasoned in their, in their careers and understand uh, the use and the power that these this tool is providing. Right. So you know, Kate, I think we at this point, uh, I think we've definitely made our <laughs> made yeah. our argument, right? As far as you know, why this is so important. I think what's going to be valuable here for our listeners is let's let can we let's talk about some more specifics around our actual technology offerings and how how we're applying those to again going back to my original point, you know, applying these technologies in, in a really you know pragmatic and, and practical way. And I'd like to, to start with you because you've mentioned it a few times now here, but you know, one of the most powerful innovations that Benchmark has released um, you know, recently is, is the PCIF AI Advisor. So I'm wondering if you could just give our listeners just a quick kind of overview of what exactly is that tool? And then you know, how, are, how did we kind of take that journey from, you know, hey, real basic understanding of artificial intelligence and machine learning, and then be able to develop it alongside you know, partners and external third parties to be able to provide this really incredible tool for uh, a really critical area of your operation, right? Which is keeping, keeping your people safe um, and away from those really significant injuries and, and potentially fatality. Well, the PCIF AI Advisors Artificial Intelligence Technology was developed by our partner, Bowers Management Analytics. We partnered with BMA 
uh, about two years ago to really start exploring, you know, the accuracy of the AI engine. So we ran, you know, thousands of records uh, in, in various pilots and measured the accuracy between the, what the user was selecting as a PCIF and what the AI was selecting. And what we found overall is that, that the AI was not only more accurate than most users selecting PCIF, but it was also selecting and identifying more PCIFs. So as, as this community knows, PCIFs are uh, potentially severe injury and fatalities and could be known as uh, high potentials or hypos, PSEs, et cetera. But really what, it, what the definition is, it's, it's identifying the potential for something significant as far as an injury or even fatality from happening. So, you know, if a box falls, uh, a heavy box falls, you know, at 20 feet and doesn't hit anyone, um, that would likely be a piece if because had someone been walking at the at the correct time, they could have had that falling or propelled object. Uh, uh, that falling or pro propelled object could have struck in them. So the idea with the PCIF AI advisor is to use uh, multilingual, or sorry, uh, machine learning and uh, language processing to compare uh, incident descriptions that are written within Benchmark's incident management tool with uh, a database of actual fatalities publicly available. And so what we're able to do is identify similar processes leading up to perhaps a minor uh, injury, but uh, ultimately have led up to a fatality in the past. So one example being, um, and an aha moment for, for us here at Benchmark was uh, grinding wheels and inspecting uh, faulty grinding wheels. So uh, our, our leadership had, had, had understood the importance and, and knew that you need to inspect your grinding wheels routinely, but it was until they accessed the PCFA advisor that they truly understood that grinding wheels uh, could act as almost a, ha a hand grenade in, in producing shrapnel that is lethal. lethal. So that was an aha moment for our leadership here and um, really provides kind of that example of, of how, how the AI advisor can be leveraged in, in, in not only educating folks uh, in entering incident data or, or descriptions, but also once you're able to aggregate each uh, incident, uh, whether it's you know a concern or um, a safety observation event or injury, once you're able to aggregate uh, how many PCIFs the AI is able to identify, you're able to limit the scope of investigation. So suddenly you're only investigating maybe a thousand records versus ten thousand records, if you will, and really focusing in what what's going to be the most critical risk that could occur. Uh, so from there, we've built out some very useful reports that are able to delineate those PCIFs even further and be able to identify where your highest risk is, whether it's, you know, uh, crane operations, 
forklift operations, falling uh, from height or falling from ground level, but you're able to hone in on those critical risks and start finding ways to mitigate that risk, whether it's training your folks more, um, uh, applying more safety uh, protocols and solutions within those areas, et cetera. And I think you you hit on a couple of great points there, Cade, right? About like the analysis that it would take to review a thousand records, right? As it relates to incidents and injuries versus 10,000. I mean, first of all, a thousand is a, is a huge undertaking, right? And then to be able to synthesize that information effectively and consistently, you know, whether it's you and I might be reviewing the same data set and might come to completely different conclusions, right? Just because of the way our minds work. Um, and I think that we, we've taken those learnings through the development of our of a piece of the piece of AI advisor. And as we look to expand our AI portfolio here within Benchmark Tech, we're, we're taking those same understandings and now being able to apply them in really diverse ways, right? Where we're looking at opportunities with chemical management, where we have the ability to scan through, through a, a partnership with um, another organization, uh, Predicat, you know, they've developed technology that can scan through, you know, health uh, literature, research papers, toxicological information. And we're talking about, you know, tens and tens of thousands of records around, you know, developing science around, you know, health, environmental and regulatory risks as it relates to a given material, you know, or a, a given chemical constituent and be able to use that data and provide that data and that horizon looking, um, you know, five, 10, 15 years out so that when you're handling, you know, uh, whether it be reformulations or new raw material approvals coming on site, that you have a much more robust and a, a wider um, set of information that you can use to manage the risk uh, more effectively, right? So, hey, a, you know, chemical X, you know, may be you know suitable for for humans to be around today. It might not have any you know specific uh, or or undue environmental regulations being applied to it in terms of its disposal. However. There is emerging research coming out where, you know, potentially in the next five, 10 years, that this may be a major concern, right? And how do you, you know, absorb that type of information that an AI advisor like ChemAdvisor would be able to provide and to be able to use that to make a better, more calculated risk management decision to bring that material on site or not? So again, there, there's these consistencies that we're seeing in terms of the application of AI technology you know, where again, it's, it's a level of efficiency and a level of understanding that the human brain, frankly, just would not be able to, to synthesize effectively. And then it's just applying those in the right way within the EHS and ESG spaces so that, you know, you can make the right decisions for those goals, right? Whether it be, you know, we want to be at net zero by, you know, 2030, or we want to reduce our INR rate, you know, effectively by twofold over the next five to 10 years, you know, well, those are great goals to have and, and really ambitious ones. How are you going to get there? Well, one way to, one way to start that process is to really look at the data and, and to leverage some of these tools so that you have the fullest view of, of the potential problem and you understand where you're starting from. I think it's really about giving giving folks access to the data when they need it most. So, you know, bringing those, uh, you know, multiple articles related to their chemical 
at the time that they're actually investigating uh, a product or bringing uh, the, the knowledge base of fatality records to their fingertips when they're actually conducting the investigation um, rather than sort of an afterthought, if you will, or, Absolutely. or, or proactive research. Yeah. And I think that that actually, you know, pairs nicely with, you know, again, we've talked about some really advanced technologies so far, right? We've been very focused on artificial intelligence and machine learning. But when you look to things like IoT, right, the Internet of Things, and being able to understand, you know, okay, how do I get access to the data that is being generated right now, right? That is not necessarily a a historical look. It's not a trending analysis. I want to see it at the point of access. And especially as, you know, 2020 and you know into 2021 now where many of us have been working in a dispersed way right with remote workforces you know that's again the, the application of something like IOT where you're able to even remotely tap into data that is being generated on site whether that be like I said earlier you know whether that be equipment telemetry data to, to optimize performance or something like you know being able to ensure that you're capturing near misses and, and safety events um, throughout your site when maybe you, you are working at a, a smaller capacity. So we've looked at you know, opportunities within IoT to, to automate near miss reporting, where by using um, sensors based on vicinity and um, distance between whether it be a, a fork truck or, and an employee or, or another potentially hazardous piece of equipment, we can then start to understand where our where are these near misses happening? You know, make sure that we have a full view of you know where issues might be occurring, um, and then be able to understand: Are there any consistencies? Right. Well, okay. There's a there's a blind corner that exists in my on my shop floor or in my manufacturing center that you know consistently we find that we have a near miss you know report on a daily basis that's being generated because frankly people can't can't see the fork truck coming around. But through the use of IoT, where you're using the, the sensors and the hardware that's applied not only to your worker, but to that, that hazardous um, environment, you can capture these autonomously. And you can capture these in a way that allow you, even if you're not on site, to have a full view of what's happening within your organization. So again, it's it's how do we consistently get better about having a clearer, more full view of what's actually happening in our environment. And, and whether it be AI or IoT, or even something like, you know, something as simple as a mobile app and, and having the ability to communicate with your, with your colleagues or other peers um, or subject matter experts, you know, in an easy, seamless way, you know, something like Benchmark's Uconnect tool, which allows for remote collaboration and, and connectivity. Um, Again, in a, in a we we are all living in a new world now. That if we aren't looking, if leaderships and um, organizations aren't looking to technologies and tools that allow us to get our jobs done um, better, more effectively, and and ultimately lead us towards those long term goals, then frankly, if they're not considering that already, they're they're a bit behind, right? And I, I would consider them to be a little bit late to the game here. Um, but it's not too late to catch up, right? And I think that's where you need to, you know, organizations need to look to, to folks like Benchmark, where, you know, we, because we have the, the expertise within, you know, the industries we serve, and we also have, you know, subject matter experts around these advanced technologies, we can, we can help you answer that question that we posed earlier here in the episode of, well, what is the problem you're trying to solve? And what tool can we apply that we have in our toolbox that's going to help you get to that point? 
Right. And Aiden, you know, the reality is there are subscribers coming to us today that are still using spreadsheets to manage their processes. So again, it's okay if you're not ready to buy into advanced technology quite yet or benchmark tech quite yet. We can help uh, uh, set the baseline and make, you know, your day-to-day lives easier with our various uh, modules, whether it's incident reporting or uh, concern reporting or, uh, you know, at this point in the game, sustainability reporting, we can help you create that baseline. But I think it's important whether, no matter what, you know, solution or, or uh, product you are pursuing to understand well, what are the future capabilities that would be available to me? Because at the end of the day, um, we're going to continue moving forward. And the other point I just want to kind of circle back to that you made about, um, you know, wearables and ensuring that we're, we're recording near misses when they're actually happening without actually putting, you know, fingers to the typewriter, so to speak. But what we are finding with our AI analysis, whether it's, you know, sentiment analysis or to identify safety culture or, or you know, a piece of AI analysis, um, what we're finding is uh, EHS leadership is, is seeing that, you know, their data quality needs to improve as well. And so by leveraging uh, wearables, for instance, we're kind of taking, taking, you know, taking out the middleman and getting right to the important factors of the situation that need to be addressed today. So um, just wanted to circle back on that point that you made there. Yeah, I think you're, you're dead on. I mean, I think the, you know, any opportunity that we have to remove any sort of ambiguity or a lack of consistency in how we're capturing these data points um, is absolutely critical, right? I think, you know, whether that be, you know, identifying, you know, PSIFs where, you know, historically it's been a very manual process, um, you know, it requires, especially you have a team of individuals who have, you know, looked to look back and, and do some of that historical analysis to understand, hey, how are we identifying these, these potential, you know, serious injuries and fatalities? I mean, the, the challenges are, are right there. I mean, it's, uh, you know, lack of consistency in, in training or, or even, you know, the development of your programs or how often you're actually going back and validating, you know, what you established as a PCIF, you know, five, six years ago, right? There's no real good way to manage that process effectively. Well, by applying AI and applying some of this autonomous technology to it, you can take a lot of that guesswork out, right? So that again, you know, your, your point about data quality, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give a point for, for data volume as well, where you're able to, you know, have a much broader view of all of these events, of all of the, you know, whether it's, you know, an injury, um, a near miss, a, you know, in the case of IoT, you know, equipment data, um, this is all going to give you just a, a much clearer picture. Um, so, so Cade, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on today. Um, you know, I hope our, our listeners, you know, were able to, to gain a, a good understanding of the, the capabilities that, that benchmark tech, you know, has within its portfolio, whether that be, you know, our remote enablement technologies like Uconnect and mobile, you know, obviously we spent a lot of time today talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning through, you know, piece of AI advisor and our upcoming, you know, chem advisor and sentiment analysis programs. 
And there were things that we didn't even get a chance to touch on, right? Like things like image recognition. And, and again, speaking to that, how do you, how do you manage, you know, an environment autonomously when you're, when you're in a more remote work space, you know, these are all things that we're, we're not only actively exploring, but many of these technologies are already integrated into our platform because again, you need to make it, uh, apply it in such a way that people are going to be engaged and willing to change and adjust their processes so that they can gain the value from these advanced technologies. And I think, you know, again, it's the key question of, okay, we've launched your platform within, you know, eight weeks. Um, okay. What's next? How do we, how do we bring you to the next level? And I think the pandemic has made it really clear that we're not on, we're not leveraging technology to its full capabilities. And we saw organizations do amazing things to help manage those challenges that came with it. But let's, you know, let's leverage the capabilities now today uh, and be able to, you know, prevent things like, uh, you know, bringing climate change into the, into that, into that scope there. How can we, um, how can we start, utilizing these tools that, you know, make your day-to-day lives easier to start tracking, you know, emissions factors and the things that are becoming very important, not only to consumers, but uh, investors too. So um, really, really want to hit home that, yes, we'll set up that base for you, but it's truly, what do we do with that base and how do we move beyond and, 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 and create real effective change uh, in our communities. I think that's a great point to, to kind of wrap up here, Kate. I mean, I think, you know, the, the technology acceleration, it, it, it was fast in 2020. It's only going to continue to get faster as we return to some sense of, of normalcy, I think, here through 2021 and beyond. Um, and, it, you know, I think for, for you, folks like your, your, yourself and me um, who are invested in these technologies, you know, we've seen the value of it um, over the past years. Um, and, and I just I can't wait to see what else, um, you know, our subscribers, our industry um, and, and our internal community here at Benchmark, um, what those next steps are. And with that, we will wrap up. So thanks again to Cade and to all of our listeners for joining us. And we will see you next month on The Voice of Benchmark ESG. Thanks.